Yo, it's the most dope show. It's about that time to get live. Take a break from your eight to five. The mother guys don't have the ability to rip it. We kick it. Three guys on representing with the most killer spirit. And we coming with the jokes. So you better grab a good pen and pad for your notes. And forget the mother folks, cause we got the best quotes. Randolph does more than just jokers. He woke and he got the files. Tell Andy Klein to turn up the dial. I don't know where that boy Tim is now. Raising the daughter, he hella proud. Handy is straight up and Randolph ain't hit for braces. When Tim Miller hit, that got funny as shit. The sock puppets always be there to assist. Too many to name, but they all of this shit. I guess I could try. Love me some Frankie French. Milner and Mike B. Be lit. I cannot forget about Petey and Chris. JL Covan with them Trump impressions. Riding Cameron coming from the black guy who tips. That's a whole damn nation, so they always near. Pop, pop, bang, bang. Getting green romaine. Three guys on sock puppet nation. Gang, gang. Yeah. <laughs> what up, Dominic? Puerto Rico, Suave. I know you thought I forgot about you, but I ain't gonna get about you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Puerto Rico, uh, Puerto Rico, Suave. Hey, what's happening with y'all? It's Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. And I'm Chris Lambert. And we are three guys on. What's up? Right back at you. You know, this Zoom is picking up a little bit of y'all through this microphone, Andy. Is that going to make a difference on your Through end? what microphone? This one. I put some headphones in. I mean, that's fine now. That time it did. Maybe Fourth it was wall Randolph. Yeah, if it's picking it up, it's going to be a problem. If it picks up even a little. I think I'm looking. <laughs> it, it, even if you don't see it, it'll it'll pick up. Yeah. I got to go to headphones. like an earbud so. or something. What I do? Put my earbuds in the thing? On the laptop. Yeah, hold on. Always glitches. That's why we got this extra music to play so we can fix all the glitches. Oh, it's, the music's over. <laughs> How about now? Are you. All right, I'm on the here. I'm on the earbuds. All right. Because in a little bit, we're going to play some infrared crypto beats. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. All right. So there we are. It's Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Thank you guys who came in with the Zoom with us that we did the other day that you guys heard on Monday. Uh, we're now continuing our recording. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Actually enjoying doing that with you guys. Yeah, it was, it was uh, fun. We're, we're yeah. still um, working out some kinks, but I think overall it's it's coming along. Yeah, it's getting better. It's a lot of fun being able to interact with people in live time on the comment field. That's nice. Yeah. You yeah. Know. I think we got to be a little more focused on to like each time we've come in now, we haven't come in with anything to talk about. We've just been talking. So I think now if we're going to go ahead and do this and so we got to go ahead and do dedicated stuff, kind of like what Rod and Karen do with their live thing. They have dedicated things that they do. Well, yeah. You know, every <laughs> week normally I would, I would bookmark a bunch of stories and send them right. and we would have that as a right, little template. outline. Yeah. I did bookmark a few this week, but I didn't send them. So I have the, uh, we talked, we teased it on Monday, the black delivery driver blocked in a neighborhood by the HOA president. We got Mike Tyson versus Holyfield. Four, right? They fought three times, right? Yeah, yeah. It's four. No, they only fought, Tyson and Holyfield only fought one time. Twice. It had to be twice. Nope. They only fought once. I thought they fought twice. Once. Hold on. I got to look that up. Because wasn't the ear bite, wasn't that the second one? First fight. And then we have the story of uh, Rory McIlroy, um, <laughs> who who realizes that he shouldn't play golf with Trump. <laughs> <laughs> after, he, after he played with him. 
uh, right when Trump first took office. So he's Tyson, just a kid, though. So <laughs> he is just a kid. So he doesn't know. And he Tyson ain't even Holy from Field. here, is he? McElroy? No, he's not from here. He's was he like Irish or some shit? Australian? He's one of those. He been here long enough to know, though. Tyson Holyfield fought November 9th, 1996. And then they fought again in 97. So they did do two. Because the 97 fight was the ear bite fight. Hmm. I think. Let me just double check that. Tyson Holyfield. Yeah, two and let me see. Number two, Evander Holyfield, Mike hmm. Tyson. I think they fought twice. June 28th, 1997. That's the bite fight. <laughs> bite fight. <laughs> that is the infamous... <laughs> That's also the last time that day, June 28th, 97, fun fact, is the last time I vomited. It's been 23 years. Oh, wow. I didn't, the ear bite didn't make me throw up. I was sick that day. Um, Well, how did you get sick? Let's, 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 let's take it back, Andy. Here's why I remember that particular situation. I was um, sick. I was sick for several days. I had like a stomach thing. And, that day was a Saturday, and I was finally feeling better. I went back to work at Pizza Hut, and then halfway through the work day, I started feeling sick again. I went home. But the problem was we had friends coming over. We were all watching the fight at my place. That was like the spot to watch the fight, and I was pissed because I wasn't going to enjoy the fight because I was sick and like in bed. But then I threw up one last time, and I suddenly felt better. And, That's how uh, it usually happens. Yeah, the fight went on. So that's why I remember it, but that's literally the last time. Now, Tyson Holyfield 3 would be this upcoming whatever is going to happen. Tyson and Holyfield. Holyfield is like 57 years old. Yeah, it's stupid. It's stupid. Let's listen. They're old men. They're old men who look good hitting bags and mitts. Okay. Right. If these two old men want to want to waltz around the ring for three rounds in an exhibition match, fine. Okay. If you're talking about going 10 hard rounds full full speed, get the fuck out of here, man. Isn't that, that's like that Robert De Niro movie where he was an old-ass fighter and he, who did yeah. he fight? Did he fight Stallone? Yes. Like, like just, uh, who won that? Who won in the movie? I don't even remember. I don't remember either. You know Not who the viewers. won? Their families won. Because <laughs> they got paid. They both won. Holyfield's 57. Tyson is 53. I think because Tyson's been putting out those videos lately of him like destroying pads. Yeah. Uh, Holyfield then, I think, put out a video himself, didn't he? Is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Because Holyfield was like, I'm back, you know. Yeah, and then Tyson. that caused that caused James Tony to be like, well, "I'll fight either one of y'all." You know? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, Holyfield! I'm looking at Holyfield's video. Okay, um, just looking at the two videos, Tyson would demolish Holyfield. Yeah, I mean Tyson's still. Well, this is the thing though: is that Tyson is a classic bully, and if you stand up to him, he might still fold up. Yeah, you know? it's possible. I'm just talking about how snappy their punches look in the video. Now, Holyfield might be slow playing it. He might be like, I'm just going to go half speed to lull Mike Tyson into a sense that he's yeah, going to destroy Yeah, but Tyson always had fast hands, so his hands are, are slower now. Yeah. But again, that's, that's, uh, that's three... <laughs> 
it's not even 30 seconds of him hitting a miss. <laughs> yeah, Tyson had like a little compilation clip, and then Holyfield's clip is 24 seconds long. <laughs> I haven't even seen Holyfield's. What if they do one-minute rounds? Can't they just do like some – and it's going to be exhibition fighting, so headgear, right? One-minute oh, rounds. Gonna, do you think they're going to do that with headgear? I don't think the fans would want to see it, but I'm talking about if they were smart. Man. Yeah, I'm, texting, field. I'm texting with JL. <laughs> oh, about his Trump impression? Well, I had hit him earlier if he wanted to wanted to crash the Zoom while we were talking about him. Okay. Oh, let, oh, okay. But he was out, so he just kind of got back. So we've been, we're, we're, he, <laughs> he's a little salty in this. <laughs> in this well, if he's coming in the Zoom, then I don't we can't. Think- yeah. I don't think he's going to. He's right. not up for it. Because that'll mess you know. up the audio situation. But either way. Because um. <laughs> he was like, he's salty. I'm like, yeah, this is why I texted you because I knew you would be. <laughs> yeah, salty it about, yeah. about what? Twitter? Just the people, you know, trying to <laughs> trying to turn him. He said they're trying to turn this into to, uh, Magic Bird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dueling yeah. impressions. I can. I know he's mad. If it made me mad, I can only yeah. imagine how mad he is. Stupid fucking people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking stupid people. <laughs> fucking stupid. Stupid yeah, fucking no, people. Yeah. No. Look. Uh, Holyfield looks. Uh, Tyson looks great. Oh, Holyfield looks good. Tyson looks great hitting the hitting the mitts. I'm mm-hmm. happy that he's in shape because Fat Tyson is is not a good look at all. <laughs> so I'm happy that he's in shape. I'm real happy about that. Um, you don't got to worry about that with Evander because he keeps himself in shape, right? But neither one of them need to be anywhere near uh, a ring, right? Not at all. There's no point in that. Yeah, just just chill. You don't need. And these to people trying shit. to hype him up. Like I saw somebody on Dr. Nichols' wall was like, "No, I mean, because Dr. Nichols was like, they need to stay the hell out of the ring." And this <laughs> this guy was like, "No, yeah. maybe they just got some things they need to work out." And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> shit like that is what gets people hurt, dog. Dumb, dumb motherfuckers like you. Yeah, <laughs> stay the fuck out of the ring, man. Like, let's not and say you did. Yeah, stay the fuck out of the ring, man. You don't I'm need to be looking for. Uh, I'm looking for James Tony's uh, workout video. I don't see one. <laughs> Put James Tony sparring. <laughs> There'll be plenty of those videos up. Like a current, like a present day. He only likes to spar. He doesn't give a shit about hitting the bags or anything like that. He don't care. <laughs> There's plenty of videos hmm. out there sparring. He's already starting to slur a little bit too, like they all are. Oh you know? god! But he loves to spar. He looks great sparring, by the way. But all these sparring videos are like from 2013. He don't have a new one up yet. Okay, hold then on. That's what I'm saying. He'll, yeah, he'll jump back in. He don't care. He's 51, and he's a lot younger than those guys. Yeah, he's my age. And, and he looks and sounds like he's 10 years older than me. <laughs> Where's uh, let's get all let's get everybody back. Let's get yeah. uh, Riddick Bow back in the mix. I haven't heard You know what? I did see a video of Riddick Bow and Evander Holyfield working out at Shannon Briggs's gym on YouTube. Look that up. Okay. And that's maybe a year ago. But just not doing it, just working out. Not not doing okay. it. Okay. Here's a James Tony clip sparring that's uploaded in 2017. I don't know if that's when the video was shot. Does he got a big him. white beard? He has a big white beard now. No, he's got a. He's wearing just wearing a white t-shirt. He's against a bodybuilder. Right. Which right. doesn't tell you anything about his abilities. He, he beat the shit out of that guy. I can tell you that. <laughs> he beat the shit out of that. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah his I don't videos, even know. Yeah, now he's got this big Grizzly Adams white beard going, James <laughs> Tony. <laughs> What's Razor Ruddock up to? Let's call everybody. I haven't seen Razor Ruddock in... Lennox Lewis. <laughs> well, Lennox is commentating. Buster Douglas. What does Buster do? I don't Mitch think Green. <laughs> Blood. Mitch Blood Green. <laughs> Blood Green. Pinklin Thomas. If you're going to go, go all the way. Pinklin <laughs> Thomas. I What's Butterbean up to? Did Butterbean die yet? Butterbean. That's <laughs> fucked up, Andy. Jesus. <laughs> he dead yet? <laughs> Butter, Butterbean. I'm looking up Butterbean now. I'm out, now I'm on one of those journeys. That's how you go down a hole, man. You go down uh, a he's hole. not dead. Butterbean lives. Good. I'm glad. I think his H- name is something Esh, isn't it? Eric Esh. He's 53 yeah, years old. Yeah, Butterbean. He also did some, uh, I think, MMA for a little bit. King and the King of the Four Rounders is how he was trying to bill himself. That was his nickname, King of the Four Rounders. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's, that's a thing. King of getting rounder. <laughs> being a four round <laughs> being a four round champion that's a thing yeah I feel like um, Lennox Lewis would probably I don't know how old he is but he would probably destroy all these guys present He's day much bigger right much bigger than those dudes that's yeah. another thing when, uh, Max Kellerman was pointing that out you know you want Evander Holyfield Tyson wasn't a wasn't a huge heavyweight anyway back then no now heavyweights are gigantic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you want to get up in the ring? With, no. You'll get fucking hurt. Lennox Lewis, 6'5", 250. Right. Jesus. Ooh. He's probably heavier than 250. 257, it says on this thing. Yeah, he's probably heavier than that. Current, yeah, present day for sure. That's yeah. ridiculous. Tyson Fury's like 6'7". Aren't the Klitschko's like 6'6"? Six, six? Yeah, they're tall dudes. They're like 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, 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 Upwards in the 250 range, too. Solid. Yeah, Holyfield was like 209. Yeah. You know, I think <laughs> yeah. it is I think it is heaviest. He was like 225, 230, you know? Yeah. Are he you guys was, still watching boxing and all? I mean, there's none on to watch right now. I mean, you know, like went before the Rona. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I'm, I box, so I'll, I watch. Yeah. You know, when it's on. You know, I don't only watch the big fights. Nothing. Um, but there's no, like, when I was young, like Tuesday Night Fights, there's none of that anymore. I watch that shit religiously every Tuesday night. I used to I used to be so much into it with uh, me and my dad used to watch, watch that dad. shit all the time. Yeah, me and yeah. my dad used to watch that Tuesday Night Fights a lot, too. Love that shit. But right. now it's just like, uh. So I did MMA, man. Oh, so MMA is a better product. It's just a better product. <laughs> better there's, product an MMA fight, there's an MMA fight tonight in Florida, of course. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Well, that they've opened dude, up comedy clubs. That dude now. don't give a fuck, man. He's gonna fucking trot people out there. He don't care. One of those guys got the Rona, and then they still would they. That was last weekend they did one, right? Right. right. Where was right. that? He failed the test. It was in Florida too, I believe. He failed the okay. test. You know. So they canceled that one, right? That that particular fight. Just the fight. But the the whole card, the, card, the rest of the, the card, the whole card, fought. yeah. Uh, I ha- I heard that he was making him sign sign shit like you couldn't say, if you got the Rona from the thing you couldn't say and shit like that. Yeah, mm. you know, because he has a hundred percent control over how how he pays the money and that bullshit. You know, it seems like a, a just a time bomb. I mean, those guys are all young and in shape and less likely to die, obviously from right. Coronavirus. They might just get sick for a little bit and then beat it. Hey man, right. 
It's like like Bomani Jones was saying when he was talking about that that pitcher. You know, let's say you lose twenty percent of young, like your lung capacity. That's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Then or let's just say you capacity? take that shit home and you get someone else sick. Right. Yeah. Right. You know? Or you take it into your community. And right. You get people sick in the community, and then they take it someplace else. Right. You know, and you're and you're now patient zero, walking around a grocery store. I just know? hope people are there's some medical professionals, scientists are behind the scenes working on something. I'm assuming that they are. They are, but, you know, it takes time. Oh, no, I know it takes time. <laughs> it's just I hope that they're doing that. I, I was think every, to- every, every science, science lab that's capable are working on it feverishly mm-hmm. because they all mm-hmm. want to be the one to, to get come up it with the, either the cure or even just the treatment yeah. that will let people get on with their lives if they catch the virus and you know, make it so it's not so bad. Everyone's working on it. There's no shortage yeah. of scientists working on it. It just takes time doing those trials. You can't you can't speed that up. That's no. you yeah. wait. And that's the that's the big fear with with this fucking Trump is that he's gonna tell these people speed it up, speed it up, speed it up. Mm-hmm. You know, and get them to cut corners. I don't know how many scientists would be willing to do that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because they can if that only shit do comes back can. on you, it's gonna be a fucking problem. No, hey, yeah, he'll they, do it though. He'll tell you, hey, drink this. Yeah. It's your president talking. Drink this. Yeah. You know? No, we'll know he'll fucking do it. So I don't I don't know how healthy that would be. And some people will listen to that shit too. Well, we know that. And yep. then he'll say, I never said that. I didn't know I, I didn't that. say that shit. I didn't say that shit. Or Kaylee McEnany will Chris, come on. Chris said, uh, uh, JL said, Chris has his blind side like he's a white starlet. <laughs> Blind side, <laughs> yeah. Like he's you. You watching his blind side, like you like he's like he's a white starlet because you were defending him on the thing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It just made me that shit. And who knows? That girl's gonna get a show, and then I might audition and not. I heard he said that thing on Three Guys On. Yeah, I can see that happen. <laughs> it's behind the paywall. They won't. They won't hear. They won't know. Somebody will drop the link or some shit. Yeah. Hey, Chris, do you know a Lynn Shelton? Director? Yeah, I was. That's Mark Maron's girlfriend. She is was. She? No, yeah. she's not. Yeah, she was, dude. Well, she worked she... on. She's like a dope ass. She was a dope ass director that did all this indie shit, and she did. She did Glow. She directed some episodes of Glow. Little Fires Everywhere. Most well, recently, Lynn Shelton, director of Hump Day and Little Fires Everywhere, dies at fifty four. Yeah. Lynn Shelton, indie filmmaker who helped popularize the mumble core genre. With work such as Hump Day and your sister's sister died Friday of a blood disorder. She was 54. Yep. I didn't... Fucked up. Yeah, man. She had a blood disorder. The Rona... You know, that's that's a shame when we got to be like, well, at least it wasn't the Rona. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know? Was it that? Oh. (laughs) But she's relatively young. She's 54. Right. Really talented director that's like... Was starting to get some mainstream appeal. Uh, doing obviously, you know, you're doing a Netflix show and a Hulu show. She's she had a, the last movie I think that she did was The Sword of Trust, which I have not seen, but I think that's how she met Mark Maron, if I'm not mistaken. But they, I know they worked together on that film. I heard it's pretty good. I have I need to I need to check it out. Yeah, it's all over Twitter now. Ava oh, just shit. tweeted. She was in a relationship with comedian Mark Marin at the time of her death. I told you that. How old is this shit here? She's 54. 
What do you mean? How What's old? This, this this article? I thought he was dating somebody else. Like he was a, dating a painter, but that's then what I thought. Like, yeah, but they broke up. I, Is I this the to girl that's been on the podcast with him a couple of times? I I don't know. I don't know. Well, that, I mean, if she says that they're dating now, this is her. I told you yeah. that. It's his current girlfriend. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't realize that. I didn't. I'm, I don't know why I didn't. That didn't click. Fuck! I know that episode this week is going to be hard. Oh my god! I don't even know. I want to hear it. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't know if I want to hear that shit either. Well, the one thing about Mark Marin is he always has several in the can, so he can take two weeks off and just yeah. put out other episodes. But he does usually yeah. record that first ten minutes mm-hmm. more like that week. Yeah, the intro, you know, that is more about like what's happening that in the news, you know, current events type shit, or current in his life. So I don't know. Maybe he'll record something. Maybe he won't. I mean. He's going to speak. Knowing Mark Marin, he's going to speak say on something. it. Yeah, he's an yeah. open book kind of guy. He'll tweet about it, maybe. He'll speak about it. But I don't yeah, know if this ain't really no telling be. what this might do to him. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? Yeah. Damn. Not that I know him like that. You know, we know him like that. But yeah, it's still, we, know you know, him. we don't know him like that. But yeah. we know that this is the kind of shit that could push him. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Yeah. Yep. I don't know why I wasn't thinking that this was. Cause that's the f- first thing I saw, like a dude from Twitter. I was like, "Ah, shit!" Cause I told, I was t- telling Andy about it uh, before you came back on. Yeah, here's Ava. Ava DuVernay said, "Lynn Shelton changed my life when she handed me the directing award at Sundance in 2012. She announced my name with pride, handed it to me with love, rooted for me long after. I can't believe I'm typing this. Rest in peace, beauty. Thank you for your films and for your kindness. She's just one of those like really talented." filmmaker you know it's just like why the women <laughs> it's like but she was just she just did the work you know what i mean mm-hmm. like she did these good she made shit that i liked you know that i would i went to the theater to see what is it your sister's sister uh hump day i did not see but like quite a few of her films uh She's just like a very good independent filmmaker and she did she, a lot I was just listening to Marin last week and he was talking about how uh because she popped up on the podcast last week thinking about it because she was saying how, you know, this is your thing and you know, and we live in the house together now because she was living with him. Yeah. You know, during this time of the Rona and, you know, and they were kind of joking around about that, about her having her space and this is my thing and like, you don't yeah. talk about me and that kind of stuff. And um, Damn. Yeah. And like I said, that, on a recent episode of What the Fuck, Mark was talking about Lynn getting sick and taking her to get tested. She was negative. So not the Rona then. Well, mm. she was negative. Oh, I mean, it's, it sounds like such a thing to say, but you're like, I hope to God it wasn't the Rona. <laughs> she, did, she did like a bunch of like mainstream... Like, she's almost like she did her TV stuff so she could do the, the indie movie shit that she did. Right. Like Mad Men... Ben and Kate, New Girl, The Mindy Project, Fresh Off the Boat, Master of None, Marin, Casual, Shameless. Yeah, here's somebody on. Uh, she directed one of his Eric, specials. Eric Cohn saying, I don't know if this seems insensitive to share this, but I spoke to Lynn and Mark less than two weeks ago. They were a very happy pair filled with so much energy and creative inspiration. Mm hmm. Seems like she was really good for him, too. Right. Just seemed like he, you know. 
fucking sucks, man. Yeah, man. This is crazy. Yeah, this is crazy. I don't know why I still thought he was with the painter. Uh, the painter whose name that's we don't what know. he called we don't, her the, we don't know her name the yeah. painter it's one of my homies from grad school lost his dad but it wasn't it wasn't because of the run it was just like the complications I guess like he was just he's, he just had been sick yeah she had a blood disease I guess undiagnosed I don't I don't know I think that's, that's what, what it said feeling sick what blood disease? Damn. Damn. Well, let's do a podcast. Damn. <laughs> damn. Damn. And now uh, let's you wanna, do a. You want to do some emails? A, now let's do a comedy track. podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. What, what do you guys else? want to talk about? What the uh, the bond for the father and son charged with murder has been denied in Ahmed's case. Thank God. Yeah, they're not going to get a lot of help short term. Who knows what the jury's going to do? They got a lot of money. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, they got that Facebook fundraiser. Fucking right? sites set up. Yeah, that uh, that usually happens. They raise a lot of fucking money when when they try to defend those dudes. White folks, man. These yep. guys are just trying to defend themselves. In the middle of a street, when a man just ran by and grabbed their guns for no reason, trying to defend themselves in whiteness, no <laughs> reason at all. He just lunged white. for their guns. That's something people do. That's something people just run down the street and grab your gun and try to take it from you. That's real. <laughs> and then fucking fucking Candace Owen. Listen, I need any black intellectual who said Candace Owens is intelligent or she's this or she's that. I need you to come out and say something now, Killer Mike. I need you I need to hear what you have to say about that fucking bitch. Did Killer Mike respond to you once on Twitter when you no, said something? No, he's never responded to me. I I fucking I thought he replied to you once. I don't know. Not <laughs> maybe he didn't. Somebody else did. Look here, Killer Mike. You know, I just I, just, I say, "Hey man, that's your girl." <laughs> That's your girl, and uh, another time I say you you said she was an you said she was an intellectual. This girl, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> he because he had that he did that thing, that thing that that Puffy did. He's another one. Why the fuck are you inviting her to anything? <laughs> you know, anything that requires any type of let's bring black people together and talk about the state of black America. What are you fighting her for? He did reply to you. I'm looking at Twitter right now. Back what did in he February. Say? What did he say? Killer Mike did. What did yeah. he say? Also about Candace Owens. So you said, you quote tweeted Candace Owens, who had said, uh, Lyndon B. Johnson, while in Congress, served for 20 years, voted against every single civil rights bill. But before him, he only signed the Civil Rights Act because he was forced to as president. He was racist. Hence, I'll have those N-words voting Democrat for the next 200 years. You then quote tweeted that and said, this woman that, Killer Mike, and you tagged him. Mm -hmm. This is the woman that Killer Mike called smart. Calling her an intellectual lightweight would be a compliment. That sounds like me. <laughs> and what did Killer Mike say? Killer that? Mike replied, LBJ was indeed a Dixiecrat. Every civil rights 
Every civil rights mentor I ever had and my mentors were actually organizers with SCLC and MLK say the same. Blacks leveraged the shit out of him and forced his hand. Deal with MLK or younger, more militant Negroes. Did I reply to that? No, there were a couple of replies. Um, one person said, not a lot of people even know what a Dixiecrat is. Someone else says, she's right. LBJ was a huge racist, but she's wrong about Bernie Sanders. And someone else said, there's no denying that LBJ was a Dixiecrat. However, there are tons of verifiable racist quotes from LBJ. Candace is a perfect example of a person who gets their history lessons from memes. Um, Mm-hmm. That was a whole exchange. He only replied to that. He, I think yeah, just that one reply. LBJ was a Dixiecrat. This is this is well known. He also signed the Civil Rights Act. And you're right. He did get he did get leveraged. He did get leveraged. The Dixiecrats at that time were the conservatives. The Republicans were the liberals. And then the, and then after he signed that act, the party realigned. This is not rocket science. This is <laughs> this is not rocket science, and the Republican Party became the party of the, of the party of the Dixiecrat and the conservative. That's well, that's that was, a true that's a true fact. Now he knows that Killer Mike knows that, so I don't know what he's I don't know what he, what would be the point of that statement. He knows that she may not know that, which I I don't know why well, she, she would. She said that LBJ was racist, yeah, and voted ever against every single civil rights bill. Except for the Civil Rights Act, because his hand was forced. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> she was replying. She was quote t- tweeting, replying to somebody else, who said, "You have an interesting take on history. You're entitled to your own opinion, but you're not entitled to mis- misrepresent facts." LBJ was not perfect, but he did the right thing for America. Something only two Republicans can say in 2019 or 2020. So her reply was to that. Whatever the case, uh, Killer Mike is active on Twitter. So if you do yeah. once again tag him with the same well, I, thing, I, I think I will. <laughs> I'm like, I need you guys to fucking. This is your girl, the one who's blaming Ahmed for getting killed, Ahmad. Yeah, you know, saying that he was saying that he was a thief. Her one of her things was, well, he's wearing he's wearing khakis, and and people don't run in khakis. Sure they do. Like, have you not been in a gym? <laughs> you not? The reason the gym has a rule about no jeans is because people wear them. <laughs> people, you don't have, you wouldn't have to make that rule. Gym, like Gold's gym has a rule. You can't wear. Can't uh, wear jeans. Can't wear sandals. Can't wear like certain types of shoes. And it's because you look around, there's people wearing them. And if you're going out for a jog, I've seen people jogging in, in uh, cargo shorts. Right. So what what do you wear, Candace? What's what's appropriate wear then? This is what I when people ever say stuff like that. My next question is, well, well, what's the thing that you're supposed to wear? Tell right. tell you tell us what it is you're supposed to wear. And why are you fucking defending them? Because he's black and they're white. Well, she said that the homeowner said shit was stolen, and he was no, like, he no, didn't. I didn't. Homeowner said, no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't. <laughs> you know, but it's 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 the whole thing about like um, she has to take it further every time. You know, she has to go the extra step every single time. Like at some point, how far could you take it? Like, how, what are you going to defend? She will you know? defend anything that denigrates blackness. Yeah. Any any angle that denigrates blackness, she will defend. Yeah, the, uh, the well, Randolph in her in her like excuse in, for her with to excuse her. It's you know. There's money in it. There's money in it. <laughs> she's a kid. <laughs> if she doing something right, she's making that money. Making right. that money. Right, right. Well, I need to, the bag. But I need to know why. Why would a killer Mike defend her? Why would a killer Mike call her an intellectual? You know she's not. 
Because he, I think, either is that or you're, either trying that to placate her. You're not. I think he's taken by contrarianism. That's a that's an attractive oh, pseudo intellectual stance to take. Right. And it sounds smart when people are contrarian. You can be contrarian and have smart reasons to back that up, but a lot of people are just it's just naked contrarianism more than anything else. And that's what she's doing. So unintelligent. Okay, step away. Hold up. Yeah. Yeah, the Hodge twins uh, who are, I mean, they're not, and they're not elevated the way Candace Owens is. They're clowns. But the Hodge twins had a, had a similar video on YouTube uh, blaming Ahmaud Arbery for his own death. You know, that Seriously? kind of thing. Seriously? Yeah, the Hodge twins are, I mean, they're doing the same shit. They can't, they can't get on Fox News or whatever, but they're doing the same shit. I wonder why they can't get on Fox News. I don't know. They're kind of weird dudes. If you watch their videos, they're kind of odd. I don't know if they're just going to screw loose or what. Or maybe Fox was like, we already got Diamond and Silk, so we don't need the Hodge twins. You know, Even right. uh, Colion Noir, the NRA guy, was saying that it was unjustified. Because there's all these conservative black videos that have been I've seen and now shared around Facebook and Twitter. This is something like where... Are you still part of the NRA? This is like, you know, like when I was on a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about The Last of Us and this, these, the, the people like attacking, like, fuck you, naughty dog, and all this, all this crazy stuff that these people are doing. I noticed that there's, there's a lot of them are white dudes, but I noticed the black dudes, in order to get, they're trying to ape what those white guys are doing in a lot of yeah. ways too, instead of just being them, their fucking selves. Uh, it's, it's a weird, it's fucking weird, man. Yeah, but there's money to be made in that. Yeah, I know, but it's That's just why. like... Colion Noir makes a lot of money from the NRA, but they've cut his money down. You know, when they started losing money, he was probably the first one to get the axe. You know, but he's still there with them. And he took a lot of shit. If if you look at his videos... He, he should. Made two. There was, there was the first one he made, he took a lot of shit in the comments, and he came back again and like broke it down even further. And it's like, because his fans... Cause What's happening is that you realize your fans are a bunch of racist morons. Right. And so this is the the deal you made to get your sort of fame or to align yourself with people to get to elevate your platform. Also, also gives you this audience of pieces of shit who now right. love you. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I've seen a, not not exactly similar. I've seen something that kind of feels the same to me. Is like there are some comics, for example, or entertainers. I've seen a couple of comics in particular. I'm not going to name names, but they're the type of people who um, throughout their comedy career and they're successful have intentionally stayed away from politics or taking a stance or anything controversial because mm-hmm. they didn't want to, you know, divide their audience. You know, they, they didn't, they wanted to, they want they're for everybody, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then now the world has gotten so fucked up that even they are starting to tweet criticisms of the government and of Trump for example and then they're finding out in the replies that half of their audience is these pieces of shit because they didn't weed them out early Mm -hmm. they Mm -hmm. intentionally stayed away from anything controversial or when they did do something they did like a both sides bit Mm -hmm. or a few both sides bits and now they realize I mean granted they're successful and they have money so maybe they don't care that much but I'll say names that's Gaffigan I'll say names. Well, I'm, that's, that's not. I'm not. I'm, I know that. You're I'm not, not even talking, talking about specifically him. about Jim Gavin. You're not. But, He's one of the people in mind, but there's others. But that's part of his. He, did, that's he part made of his a thing. heel turn. 
No, Gaffigan's no, no, no. never made a heel turn. If you know Gaffigan, if if you've ever talked to Gaffigan off stage, he is like a like a very I guess strident is the good well, liberal. I yeah. guess strident would be a good word. He is okay. he doesn't fuck around with it, and he'll tell you all about it off stage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he has no problem talking about it off stage. But if he's on stage, he's very middle of the road, you know, middle America. Because he's from there. He's from Indiana, I believe, or Indianapolis. Mm, country. Well, that's you know, his he, act. Okay. He's middle, yeah, of, okay. He's middle th- of the road. and So he never talks about it. But if you talk to him off stage. So when, if something like that does come up in a conversation or something like that, then his fan base is, is stunned and amazed. Oh, that, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know. And specifically what you see, and he's not the only one, but specifically what you see in the comments is, I really loved all your work for years, but yeah. now I, I find out about this about you because for years, I mean, I don't know the Gaffigan's ever the type to write a political joke anyway, mm-hmm. right. but there are people who definitely, when they wrote political jokes or talked about any social commentary, it was very watered down, very both sides, mm-hmm. you know, and then they find out, oh, I've been cultivating a, at least some portion of my audience mm-hmm. are these racist pieces of shit. Yeah, who, th- who are now feel betrayed by me for speaking my mind because I intentionally didn't want to step on those toes when I was coming up because I wanted to give myself as broad an audience as possible, and then they're finding out that and the the, the thing is it's the the deal they make is I guess probably maybe financially motivated as well, but what you realize too is that no matter how much you speak your mind, there are always going to be people who don't like you and walk away from your audience. You're never going to cultivate those people. Mm-hmm. Even, I mean, Pearl Jam, very political. Eddie Vedder, very political. Between songs, he'll talk shit about the government, about you know the president or whatever. And to this day, there are people who come on like message boards and Twitter like, I used to like you, but now you started going. I'm like, there's been political since 91. Right. Yeah. Right. So I found out you were a halfway decent person and I hate you. <laughs> right. How dare you? <laughs> how dare, how dare you? you do that? No matter just how sing, muted you try to make yourself. Just sing your songs, man. Just yeah. sing your songs. Shut like, up have you and never listen to any of the songs? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bullshit. And so it's like, my, you might as well just be yourself because you're going to have those idiots. You want to you want to weed them out. Even if you're yourself, they're still going to be there. They're not going to understand who you are for a long time. But this kind of thing where people are sort of a little surprised by their right. audience. It's like, well, you you chose to go that path. You could have weeded them out. Mm-hmm. You had show. You had conversations after shows with some of these people. You know what they're about. You know, right. people but are you fucking wanted them to be in your audience. I don't want to make people mad, and I just want people to come together and all that right, shit. Right, right, right. And now you're finding out that there's a large chunk of your audience who's just pieces of shit. That you know? bullshit. <laughs> that bullshit. By the way, I just want people to come together art should be now we have heard comics in this area who uh, uh well let's not say comics let's say someone who used to be a comic oh. right, who was of of a little bit of importance saying that you know comedy is supposed to bring people together that's not the truth <laughs> that's not true <laughs> literally at all that's not a thing comedy is supposed to bring bring people together it's who supposed deci- to make people laugh <laughs> who made that choice who decided that that's that's never been a thing. That com- well, comedy comedy's job is to bring people together. Like, are you fucking serious? So you would say that, but on the same at the, out of the same side of your mouth, you would say that Mark Twain is one of the greatest humorists in the history of in the history of the genre. Or George Carlin. Or George Carlin. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not a thing, man. Right. <laughs> so why? How are you deciding that? What, what's 
what's your metric for saying that? Even if even if you think comedy should bring people together because it's like a communal experience or whatever, it okay, maybe it should, but not at the expense of you not being yourself. Right. Because then right. you're just a juggler. You know, you're right. just a you're a party trick. Right. It's, right. You, it's it's making people laugh is is the objective. Right. Right. If you bring people together, you're bringing people like like minded together, which is fine. Which might make you a niche or a small audience kind of guy, but yeah. bringing people together is all well and good. And yeah, for that hour you're on stage, sometimes you will have people from very different backgrounds laughing together. But you shouldn't neuter yourself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to bring people together. You should be yourself, and hopefully, people will find will come to you instead of you going to them. Right. That's interesting thing you said about about the juggler. It's like. It's like walking a, a tightrope. A lot yeah. of different people from a lot of disparate backgrounds will stand and watch somebody walk a tightrope. Right. <laughs> we'll go to the circus and watch somebody walk a tightrope. I know. Right. You go to watch for maybe you go to watch for different reasons because there's somebody in that crowd that's like, I hope that motherfucker falls. Well, that's why people go. Like that's another thing. <laughs> you know? Like stand up and hockey and and NASCAR racing. Like you want to see the fights. You want to see the right. the crashes or stand up. You want to see if this guy can doesn't bomb i mean it's a lot of different things but yeah andy i think you're right you're absolutely right i've seen people in the industry like we talked about it on reese's show a couple weeks ago where people make that heel turn there's these they and a lot of people see it when they go folks go to the kumia network or they go to compound whatever Mm -hmm. it is or they make these turns where they go to certain it's just like this is kind of this is kind of murky water right Uh, and but there's there's uh, quote unquote no ah, they're not I'm not I'm not gonna say salvation but there's financial uh, gains to be made absolutely. when you do that absolutely but I always say that when people call it a heel turn I don't know if I ever look at it as a heel turn my first thought is always that's the person they really are you've been seeing a mask this whole time that's them. I mean that can be argued. Okay. Like that's I, always, I, that's I think, always my first. My, that's always make, my first impulse. That's, that's just that's who you are. For me, it's just like the quick and dirty mm-hmm. way to say it. Uh, but let me say it like this: if you if you all of a sudden went to Compound Network, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden was like, you know, a guy like Ahmad, he he must have did something wrong. If you, Chris yeah. Lambert, started doing that, I'd be like, that's not Chris. You're definitely right. doing that for the money. Yeah. <laughs> There's no other yeah. reason you're doing it. And, and you'd understand <laughs> as I would ask you to open for me on the road. And you totally get it. And we'd make a lot of money. Ava would, her college would be paid for. You know, and we would be, it'd be fine. <laughs> like, that's, I'd be like, that's that that's... That's not you, man. Yeah. Well, I'm not, you know, and I'm not even talking about the heel turn. I'm talking about the guy who just becomes yeah. the who's like the Gaffigan example. Right. Yeah. He's just opens up to be who he really because he's so frustrated by politics. He can't shut up. He can't be quiet anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he finds out, oh, I've been right. placating all these people. And that's nothing yeah. about Gaffigan. He's always been that guy. Right. Just yeah. not on stage. But right. If you talk I to think him off stage. He's and that he guy. might not be a he might not be a political comic on stage. Yeah, yeah there's nothing wrong. Have, there's nothing, nothing wrong with he's that. He's never tried yeah. to hide it. Yeah, there's yeah. definitely people I've seen who, who do those both sides, real easy right. paint by numbers politics jokes to not offend, and then they find out oh that the expense is at the expense of having these shitheads in my audience. Now these reply guys coming into my Twitter feed. Yeah, uh, saying that oh that guy deserved to get shot, or black people in Chicago, or you know whatever it might be. And it's like, oh, you should have fucking weeded them out a long time ago. You know, ago. but then you got a guy like Tom Shalhoub. 
He's another comedian that you may not know of. He's like this hard, he's like a hardcore right wing dude. dude. But before he was just a, he was just a middle of the road, yeah, white guy comic. That's all mm-hmm. he ever. He was just a middle of the road white dude comedian. But there was always like a little, a little eh, type of thing, like eh, you know that Al Sharpton. He's always riling them up. You know that kind of yeah. type yeah. conversations. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's riling them up. And then he and then he got onto that Fox After Dark or whatever the fuck they were doing on Fox when there's a lot of comics used to go on there. Greg Gutfeld. Because comics have this thing of, oh, I'm just going to go on. It doesn't it doesn't really mean anything. I mean, just, they just want me to do comedy. And he got deeper and deeper and deeper in that world. And I'm like, that's who you always were, man. Yeah. That's who you were. <laughs> you know, that's that's who you are. There's another Pat. Um, Andy, what's the comic who always wears the tie? Pat Dixon? He, there you go. Thank you. Yeah. Pat Dixon. He's another one. I've worked with him. You wouldn't, you wouldn't even smell that on him, and then yeah. it just it got worse and worse and worse. It's to the point dinner. that to the point that his wife, who's also in the game, she was on I think on Marin's podcast defending him. She was like, "How the because I was like, how the fuck are you married to this?" And it's the usual thing of, well, that's not really how he is, and I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, it is. <laughs> Some people are able to make that separation, but it's almost that I'm not gonna say I. Ah, it's just like that. That whole uh, me, that white male mediocrity. Sorry, Andy. That gets I throw myself up on the that, <laughs> on the Zoom. Thank you. Stuff that gets stuff that gets thro- gets thrown around, and you do see people. Well, maybe this is the thing that makes me do this. Maybe this is the thing that'll make take me over uh, to the other side and get to that next rung on the totem pole. And, I've seen also, uh, and black um, folks do it too, just a different yeah. way. I mean Terrence K. Williams. I've I've oh, seen also uh, I've seen also a lot of again. This seems to be more white comics that I follow. A lot of the free thinker type guys yeah. are the ones most likely to dip their toe in the water of um, bullshit racism or tolerance of racism, tolerance of bigotry. Jim Norton on his show on uh, Sirius last week had Donald Trump Jr. call in. Not the first time. Hmm. And and he po- he tweeted we're about to go live with Don it's Jim and Sam about to go live with Donald Trump Jr. Yeah, all the replies were like, well, fuck that. I'm not listening. You know, like they seem to have more more people who dislike that idea mm-hmm. than liked it. But why would you? I just because you're into free exchange of ideas. Why that guy? Like because it's not, not a, a deal breaker for those dudes. It's like what Randolph always says all the time. Yeah, not it's a like, deal breaker. Yeah, it's not a deal breaker, and that's that's really. That's the because of slavery shutdown for that. When you open yourself up to these people that you know that they're totally, they're abhorrent people. Yeah. That don't care about their fellow man. Right, right. But that's not a deal breaker. Right. So (laughs) that's why they do that. And that's why those people are, so you got to get to the point where you say, I don't, I don't, I don't fuck with that. And a lot of those people aren't making that. They're not making that uh, turn. I think a yeah. lot of those free thinker, I'm a free thinker comic, um, the guys who sort of dabble in that world. Uh, a lot, and, and it's not just you know, big names, it's, it's lower names too. I think a lot of it is, is just that sort of, this makes me feel smart because mm-hmm. I'm going against. A lot of comics, the comics they know are very liberal and so they like to push back to kind of needle at those comics and they get frustrated at hearing the liberal side of things so much so they decide rather than just tolerate that or 
understand it, they push back and then dabble in this. They'll 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 say Alex Jones makes good points sometimes. You know, they'll they'll do a lot of shit like that. That's just like, well, wait a minute, are you are your motives even to have this conversation? Or are you just trying to make some open micers mad that you that made you mad at some point? Like, you yeah. none of it is a is a real honest conversation, but. You know, they, they court that because that's a very loyal audience. Right. You know, they don't have a lot of people on the conservative side of comedy. So if you dabble in that, you're going to get a lot of people who, like, need a, need a guy. They need a guy that they can go look look their videos and and watch their bullshit, you know. Mm-hmm. Now you're ta- and then you're Terrence K. Williams and you're out there tap dancing for these people. And you're okay with the tap dance. Terrence yeah. K. I got to look him up. You don't oh, want to look good him luck. up. Gee, you don't want to look him up. <laughs> oh, is that the one that had, like... Um he had a thing where all the deplorables or like something where yeah. like all the people that were, okay, I think I know who you're talking about. He was about. the yeah. black guy on that. Okay. Well, all the people, the people that are canceled and stuff. Okay. He got yeah. retweeted by Trump once. And got so it. he, like he made a little video and Trump retweeted it, but he's like, he's firmly in that world, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, man. And this it's, is, all, it's all bullshit. He can't back up anything he says. He has no... No thing. It's just cheerleading. It's cheerleading for white people. He's got or racist white people at that. He's got eight hundred seventy-five thousand followers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I gotta get a MAGA hat. You know. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Let's get to some emails here. Would it be worth it though? No, I wouldn't be able to sleep with myself. <laughs> we got a comment from a couple podcasts ago from Brooklyn Shoe Babe. This one Tim was on. Glad to hear the original 3GO. Why did it have to take a pandemic? Uh, LOL. Listen to Blue Magic. Randolph and tears are rolling down my face in laughter. Thank you. Can't even put my finger on the one joke that pushed me over the edge. About to listen to Tim's album, Take Care and Thanks. Well, why did it take a pandemic for you to listen to those two albums? Mm-hmm. Right, right. They've been does out for Chris, a while. Does Chris Lamberth got tears rolling? Hmm? That's right. There's a new one, a new album in the, in the library. Yeah. It's a new joint. Uh, Demetrius sent us a video. Um, y'all, this is pure comedy. It's about Brian Pumper, the tr- struggles of a porn star turned rapper. <laughs> <laughs> he he liked to put his little he liked to put tracks on his on his porn. I remember that. <laughs> oh, he put his own original songs yeah, on his porn. I'm not really a Brian Pumper fan, but he would put tracks <laughs> on his shit. <laughs> just do, just do what you do, dude. Shut up and fuck. <laughs> Shut up and fuck, Brian. This song is called Fuck the Police. It's actually about having sex with a police officer. <laughs> it's literally fuck the police. Uh, she sent us, she says, this is pure comedy. Him lying about his fake jewelry and other stuff reminded me of Elton hesitating about how much he deadlifted. <laughs> oh, yeah. The video is a little long, but my brothers and I have been d- dissecting it and cracking up for a few days. Let me see how long the video is. Maybe we'll get to it. 13 minutes. Okay, that's a lot. That's a lot. I don't know if we're going to get through all that, but it's Brian Pumper, The Struggles of a Porn Star Turned Rapper. We'll watch that another time. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The struggles of anybody turned rapper, though. Why does it have to be porn star? Seems like any any, uh, employment move to rapper would be a struggle. And we got an email from, a couple emails from Infrared Crypto. All right. Hey, Andy Randolph and Sock Puppet. This is Ahmed, Ahmad, sorry, a.k.a. Infrared Crypto. I just wanted to appreciate you guys again for getting us through this quarantine slash pandemic. 
It's always a delight to hear your to hear you all every week. Also, I recently put together a playlist of all the music I've made for you guys on SoundCloud. Hopefully, you guys are the you guys in the gang gang slash mighty real will enjoy it. Here's the link. I'll post that link. Uh, I'll tweet it. But his SoundCloud is soundcloud.com slash infrared underscore crypto two two. It's K R Y P T O. And uh, I guess you can probably get to the 3GO playlist there. But he also sent us some beats. Uh, several beats. So here's one. Chris, feel free to freestyle over this. Uh-huh. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, you did once before, right? I'll probably sing over. We'll see, we'll see what the spirit, what it does. There's, this one's called Platinum Lake. Can you guys hear that? Yeah. Yeah. Banger. Turn up Chris's headphones. It's Another banger. This dude just doesn't miss. You know, he has, uh, we plugged it on, um, we plugged it on, on Monday's episode. Infrared Crypto has a Instagram page, infrared underscore crypto, where he has his songs but he has as visuals that he did artwork as well to go along with the song. So you guys should all go follow him. I think he's pretty new on Instagram. So uh, let's build up his already. following. Yep. Yeah, me too. Did you cut it off? I just turned it back up. Can you hear it? Okay. Oh, okay. I yeah. can hear it now. Yeah. I turned it down when I was talking. All right. That's Platinum Lake. Let's go to the next one. He said, he sent us another email. I want to send you all a few more tracks I've been making these days. Also, my new EP, Groundwater, that's all one word, Groundwater, came out this Friday on Spotify slash iTunes. This is the first time my music has ever been on a streaming service other than SoundCloud. I genuinely appreciate you guys for playing my music throughout the years. Uh, thank you, Ahmad. So, Groundwater by Infrared Crypto. I'm going to bookmark that on Spotify. I'm going to look for it right now before we go further. Um, get him some uh, fractions of a penny with streaming royalties. Spotify is usually the worst, right? Yeah, they're definitely worse than um, Pandora, I think, pays better. Is he on Tidal? He might be on Tidal. I don't know. Infrared Crypto. There he is. Yeah, he's on... He's on uh, there's Groundwater. Oh, shit. I just saw... I just saw... Yeah, okay, he's on. Yeah, I got. He's on. Title. He's actually got a Good. few things. He's got the Sankofa thing that we played before. He's got um, a few other tracks. He's got this groundwater project with four That's tracks. Dope. I'm definitely gonna and some other stuff too. Uh, about to uh, here's something else he sent us. This one's called Blue Air. Okay. Kind of Why did it stop? Did it stop? Did it stop? Yeah. It stops. It goes like in and out. In and out, in and out. Oh, shit, okay. I don't know. That must be a Zoom thing. Sounds good, though, what, I, what I'm hearing. It does sound good, what we can hear of it. <laughs> Sounds good on my end. You guys should come over here. 
Andy, you know we can't do that, bro. <laughs> come on over, guys. Come on over. Come on over. All right, let's see if the next one will play. This one's called One Day. By the way, all the listeners, when I when I mix this audio, they'll be able to hear it, but you guys, maybe not. Can you hear this? That we can't hear. I like this, yeah. Yeah, this is the best one so far. Oh, shit. Let's hear some, some lyrics, Chris. Yo, yo, listen, memories from the corner of my mind spills out when I rhyme divine on the mic with Andy and, and Randolph. You know we coming back like fucking horses to a trough. Yeah, motherfuckers. What you want? <laughs> what you want? No matter what, you can always save what it with a want? yeah, motherfuckers at the end. <laughs> no, hey, motherfuckers. What you I like want? fish sticks and potato bread motherfuckers um <laughs> number one on the charts and number one in your heart i don't have i can't rap i would do better <laughs> singing to that shit but it's funnier if you can't rap that's true all right let's go to the next one let's go to the next track see this one's called but i like Primary that what was the last Colors. one what was the last one Last one was called One Day. I don't know if that I like on that one. Spotify That's my favorite not. of the bunch so far. Um, but if it's on the 3GO playlist on um, on SoundCloud, it'll be there. But this one's called uh, Primary Colors. It's actually Primary Colors Rhythm. So here we go. Yeah, motherfuckers. That's how you end it. <laughs> yeah. You just say that in the middle. I'm getting a Souls of Mischief vibe from some of these. It's like I, I when I think of a lot of his stuff, it reminds me of like that foreign exchange Nicolay stuff. Not to say that he's not, he's his own guy, but you know, it's just like, I that just means it's like, it's just as good. You know, they're like really high quality stuff. Right. All right, the next one is called Mellow Unison. I imagine this one will be kind of mellow. Ooh, this is another, okay. See, just like Foreign Exchange, they made music basically using the internet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, Chris, you can drop a hot four. You find some, mm -hmm. write, a, write a hook, write a hook yeah. that you can sing. If I was talented, me and him would have a, we could do that. 
because this is dope. Oh, I like that little change right there. Yeah. Sound like uh, something that like uh, this singer named Dornick would sing over. He's uh, he had a 2015 album. He kind of sound he kind of sounds like Michael a little bit, but he's from the UK. Mm-hmm. Really talented guy, um, and uh, he did some stuff with uh, Fonte and uh, and Zoe. And they were looking to him as like the dude that's like the next. Like the dude that they have to to like try to like he's he's looked at as a peer like Dornick is like he's relatively new but he's dope yeah yeah infrared crypto dude just knocks it out of the park all the time we got one more all right one more from infrared crypto this one is called Brazilian Sun okay. just pulled up the soundcloud mm-hmm. the three guys on soundcloud playlist right 54 songs he has Damn. he has shared 54 songs beats with us wow crazy i gotta i gotta expand my outro song selection <laughs> i need i need to use intro music some of his music for my podcast I'm sure he'll give you permission. Just ask him. I mean, yeah, I would, I would commission him. You know, I'd pay him, but yeah, I would have to figure some shit out. I need an intro. Yeah. I need something. I don't know. That's Brazilian Sun. Uh, more heat rock, as Mike B would say. Infrared crypto. Uh, the playlist is on SoundCloud for three guys on, but also he has his own SoundCloud page. Infrared crypto. Infrared underscore crypto two two. And um, look at look at his stuff on Spotify, and also yeah, the the whole play. If you go to his main main spot, SoundCloud page, our playlist is on there, fifty four tracks. And then if you go to his Instagram, you'll you'll see uh, new stuff every couple of days. He'll put up with visuals. He needs more followers. Yeah. While we're yes, at it, shout out, to, shout out to Felt Five who does our uh, intro song. He's Usually the greats on. do. You see all the fucking talented people that like this show. Yeah. No joke. Cell like, 5 is also on Spotify and on uh, YouTube and Instagram and all those things. So look up Cell 5. Too. Have you guys ever given have you guys ever given somebody a three three guys on bump at all? I don't know. You I, maybe. You count me as that. Like, <laughs> we'll take I would, it. <laughs> I I would say yeah, I would say that. I'd say maybe me. Who's who else? Who's more famous than me? That's no one's more bump. famous than you. I mean, <laughs> I love uh, he was like, no one's more famous than you, Chris. I mean, some people would would say can, that. Andy, get, like, can I get a better line reading on that on that on that last line? No one's more famous than you. <laughs> Should I do that? That's even worse. Oh man, 
Now I'm trying to think. You guys, you guys have had well, Rick. Well, some people have credited us with giving them bumps. Like Mike B uh, always gives us credit for bumping up his profile in comedy. Sure. Yeah. You know, I guess all the sock puppets, but I don't know. I mean, they do all the, they do their own part of that, so it's it's a mutual thing. I would say me too. Yeah, I would be one. I, I know. I, I just I ask. I don't think anybody's ever asked you guys that, and because I know that I would credit my podcast for giving somebody a bump. Not to say that my show, who has a couple hundred people that listen, but when they've after they've done it, they've gone on to like, like get that bump. Yeah. yeah. I would say uh, Phoebe, get Phoebe that Robinson. Mundane festival, get that mundane festival bump. Phoebe yeah. Robinson, uh, Aquafina. Um, you love Aquafina. <laughs> I just love her because people love to hate her. She's talented or whatever. She's a good actress. I'm just trying to think somebody. I, I, those are people that I can claim. I'm trying to think of somebody else. JL's been on a bunch. Of course. Uh, we all we're all trying to claim JL though. So <laughs> I think we all we all should. Everybody should. Why wouldn't we? We definitely encouraged him when no one else was. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna quit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you shamed him with your JL impression. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the- gonna quit comedy. Got JL. Come on, buddy. <laughs> Don't quit. <laughs> I'm moving to New Jersey. That's I'm gonna, gonna be move. It's gonna, gonna be Chris. Job. Chris, like, nothing yeah, happens. Man. Nothing happens in New Jersey. If JL was gonna quit comedy, man. I talked him out of that shit, man. <laughs> I told him I was like, dude, don't fucking quit, bro. Fucking he was like, keep I going. suck, and I was like, dude, you're brilliant. You're amazing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Are you Eeyore. his magical Negro? Is that what's going on? <laughs> I guess so, man. <laughs> You're his I'm bagger his, Vance. <laughs> I'm his bagger Vance. Don't quit, bro. <laughs> bagger Shit. Vance. You swing that golf club. <laughs> <laughs> just, just need a little just, confidence. That's all you need. It's like, just get a day job and uh <laughs> let this shit sort itself out. Like he it was like how like how could like I would just say he's like, Yeah, I'm moving, it's over. I'm moving I live in New Jersey. I was like, where the fuck do you think I live? That's just, but that's, people would always say Jersey's like, hey, like I would have comics tell me, just let me know when you're in town. Uh, you can do my show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, good set. Let me know when you want to come back. Let me know how, when you're back you in town. How long you in the city? How long? How uh, long? I was like, I live here, dude. I'm, a, I'm, t- I'm 30 minutes away, an hour tops. Oh, when'd you move here? I usually get I usually get there before them before the show and shit before right. all the people that they had that you know I get there on time because you know you're supposed to be you, I try to be on time try to be a professional. Why would you do that? I don't know, man. Why would you be professional? All that shit for drink tickets. I know someone who got a three go bump. Who uh, on Twitter? We have we got a few tweets. I'm just gonna highlight this one from uh, Thirty Pieces P I E S A S. Is that P S S maybe? Rodimus Prime, real talk for you and Casey Stork. Thank you all for the inspiration and sanity you all provided with your respective podcasts, Black Guy Who Tips, Three Guys On, and Triple B Pod. Y'all help me be confident in myself and body this interview. Rod replied, That's dope. And he replied, Thank you. Now it's on me to get this right. Change is coming. My response is, Hello, change. You late. So without the contributions of these three podcasts, there you perhaps. Go. Well? The interview might have gone a completely different route. 
There you go. See how mine wasn't mentioned? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm slowly becoming the the you Eeyore had a number of, uh, one album come. though. Number one EP. That's true. Still That's number true. four. Right now, as of today, you're number four. N- numero Chris Weber. <laughs> yeah. Brett Favre or Brett Favre? Brett Favre, Chris Weber. Uh John Riggins, but he's four four, but still. Is Deshaun Watson number four? He might be. Deshaun. I think he is. Hey, Chris, what do you think about the league uh, having to bribe teams to hire black folks? Hire black coaches? And the, the NFL? Yeah. You're, they haven't you're, done it yet, but they're thinking NFL. about it. Your uh, NFL. My NFL, where my quarterback is black? Yeah, your co- NFL. They're like, they got to hire, they got to bribe teams to well, hire Well, they're going to give coaches. them a higher draft position if they hire a black coach and or a black GM. The way I feel about it is the NFL is they're just kids, <laughs> and uh, they're they're uh, over a hundred years old, and they're still trying to figure things out. So I'm willing to look past that as long as uh, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson are the face of the league. You know the I'm NFL willing- is very very committed to racial diversity. As evidenced by our uh, lack of black GMs, but we're very committed. That's what they're doing. They're making a commitment in 2020. I am willing to sneak all that shit, (laughs) sweep all that shit under the rug. You want to let all that go? Why not? It's not like there's going to be a a season like they think it's going to be. Well, that too. That there's there's all there's all this talk of like uh, what are we gonna do uh, as far as stadiums like that's no nothing's gonna be open. It's you know, all I don't have faith. Yeah, in that. unless it's on short circuit TV. If I it's mean, uh, I mean closed close circuit closed circuit TV. That's <laughs> a short circuit. <laughs> <laughs> what a tank. Basketball has changed colors. NBA is talking about coming back like in in June or something. I don't even know how that's gonna work. Broadway's not baseball. coming back until September. Not until so September. They, so and they that's, say. That's that's being uh, and that's optimistic. pushing it. That's being very optimistic. It is because I talked to one friend who I'm in the show with, and she was saying that a lot of regional theaters are gonna probably not gonna come back till March 2021. Jesus. And I and I said that actually sounds reasonable to me. I mean, it sounds way safer than yeah. September 2020. What you, you have know? to be worried about is that people will buy tickets. That's what you yeah. have to be worried about. And our cat I mean? the lead the lead guys in the cast are like up there in age. You know? I was just I didn't even think about that till she told me. Like um you know cruise lines have already said they've already got all these reservations for when they open back up. And I said earlier before Randolph cut me off that comedy clubs are coming back like literally now. Texas yeah. and Utah. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Florida, South Carolina. Motherfuckers are gonna go, and they're gonna be in there. They're gonna get the coffin. The comedy, the comedy. Well, just touch it on shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be a Rudy lot of new Go- headliners. Rudy Gobert style. <laughs> yeah. Kill him off so we can get a shot. Well, there's gonna be just who's willing to take the spot, who's willing to take the gig. You know, there's gonna be a lot of people like, oh, I could do an hour. I've been doing this. I, I've been doing this for a while. You a know, a lot of these dummies are gonna take. We want to take the gig. A lot I'll of them. do that shit. A lot of them. I'll go do it. I'll just stay backstage and uh, you know have a whole audience in a tight room just laughing in your direction. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Unless right. you're behind some kind of weird chicken wire from Roadhouse deal where there's like a right. – maybe Gallagher should have the tarp in front of him 
you know? Like, you know, guy, you know why I don't want to go back, you know, because I'm so funny that I would make these people laugh and cry and let go of all their fluids. So <laughs> I'm doing a service for the country. I'm right. by just staying at home, sheltering in place, playing PlayStation. <laughs> I am helping the country because I don't want people to laugh so hard. Yeah. Two weeks later, they die. What's up, guys? It's your boy. Uh, I'm not going to be on the road for a while, but check out, you know, I got some stuff on Instagram, TV. Yep. And uh, March 2021, come see me at a comedy club. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, and even the places that are reopening are doing it at like 25% capacity. Yeah. It's going to be like a sparse Tuesday night gig every night. I see some people making the joke. Some I people wonder. making that joke at that 20% capacity. That's my kind of crowd. <laughs> if you, yeah. But if you open up the uh, these little spots and like these little uh, these little one-nighters in the yeah. fucking in the Midwest, those type of spots, that fucking Pennsylvania Turnpike, them spots are going to be packed. Yeah, I think so too because they want, they want a good time. Like the last show that I did, which was like in February. Uh, God, oh my God. It was a small. It was in a, a small town in New Jersey. There was this kitchen and tap place, and they had this really huge back room, and it was packed, and it was it was fun. Like those people were looking to have a good time, looking to have a good time because there was with nothing that, to with do. With these people in the midst, it's going to be one of these things of defiantly supporting their president, showing how tough they are, and they're going to get the economy. It's going to be that kind of horseshit. Yeah. The problem I have here is, you know, again, I'm trying to have some sympathy for business owners who are going to lose everything and they've spent their entire adult lives building these businesses. I get it. I understand what's at stake here. But if you're going to a protest because you want your business reopened and you're not wearing a mask, how can I expect that you're going to be wiping down your counters? You should. You know, you should demonstrate that you have, uh, you have cleanliness in mind when you're at the pro. Go ahead and pro. You don't don't bring guns, but if go ahead they and hold up your sign. They don't believe they don't wear a mask because they don't believe there's a problem, which means they are not going right. to be wiping down the counters. They they're don't not going to wipe down it. the doors. They're not going to wipe down the <laughs> counters. They're not going to be doing things to keep their product safe that they're trying to sell to me in their business. If you're at least demonstrating to me that you're willing to take those steps to, like, you go to the grocery store these days, they're wiping down the the counters and the conveyor mm-hmm. belt and everything. So at Wegmans, right. after every customer, the cashier has to come around and wipe down the whole conveyor belt. They make you stay there for a second and then then they call you forward. Like at least they're showing that there's dedication. But if you're at City Hall protesting and you're literally like saying, you know, we don't need masks and this is bullshit and it's a hoax. Okay, maybe you'll get your business open, but I'm not going to trust your business. But people will go. go. You're not going to wash your hands. People will go. People will support them. Yeah, if you open it up, folks are going to go. If you open, but to me, if you want more people to go, you have to demonstrate that you're you want to reopen, but you're taking it seriously. I think you can do both of those things. I think it's easy to do both of those things. Just say, look, I'm going to wash my hands a lot. I'm going to wipe things down a lot. I have this little boutique. I'm going to be broke if it doesn't reopen. Uh, But trust me, I care about your health and safety. And none of them are really doing that. They're just showing up with their masks off or, you know, no masks. And they're pretending like we're crazy to think that it's an issue, you know? Right. So how are you going to get me to go to your business if you're treating the protest that way? Right. Yeah. I just want to reopen. It's crazy, man. It's 
it's I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. I I think maybe March of next year we get back on stage. The way people are going, it might get pushed back even longer. And if that's the case, then many of the rooms we used to play will not exist. Nope. Right. So, and many of the shows that were the hot shows are going to have to rebuild their entire audience because the people who were their core audience maybe have moved out or moved out of town or they've grown yeah. past going to comedy shows on a Wednesday night because they're a different place in their lives. And it's not going to be a restart of just like, hitting the pause button and then unpausing it like nothing happened. It's going to be rebuilding also. Yes. Rebuilding the be- whole scene and the whole infrastructure of the scene and where to go, what are the hot rooms, what night is for this room, what night is for that mm-hmm. room. Is this bar even open anymore? Is this club even open anymore? So it'll be a sl- even if it's March, even if it's like, hey, vaccine time, we're good. It's still going to be a slow build. You know, right. like it's going to be a- next year. It's going to be a reconstruction, just like a, right. like it's just another. It's a microcosm of a larger picture. Man, like I got every, shit. I got I got to worry about y'all. I don't even think about. It. I got to decide. Do I, do I send my daughter back to school? Right. My school's right. open up. Do I want to send her back with no vaccines in place? Do I want to do that? You know, what if I don't feel comfortable doing that? Then what? And the school thing you too, because they're saying, well, kids are, you know, not really at risk. Well, what about the adults that work at the school? You know, how am right. I going to get back to, how am I supposed to get back to Texas to see my family? Right. Yeah. Am I supposed to fly? One of my buddies went to, what was in Florida. He went to Florida. He lives up here. He said, I'm in Florida. It's like I had lunch with my dad. It's weird to, he said, it's weird to see stuff opened up. I was like, well, be safe, dude. You know, am I going to have to drive to Texas to go see him? I'm going to have to drive back home? Maybe, maybe you can drive halfway. And they can drive halfway. You can meet them in like Arkansas. But then we got to yeah. worry about is the place we're at. Is that place clean? Because you got to think about Arkansas that. Arkansas is not clean. If I drive, I got to stay in. A, I got to stay in a hotel. You meet them at a Sonic. Is, is my hotel going to be be nice? Are we again? all going to have to get RVs? I, am I going to have to do that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. The RV industry boom. <laughs> They've been waiting for decades for that. Been fucking waiting. About this shit. Thought about this shit a lot, man. Yeah, until there's a vaccine or, or again, like a, a treatment that just turns it into not that bad of a illness, then that's going to be a problem. And that still could be a, a good year away, even for a good treatment. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you put shit on hold, you know. My mother lives eight miles away. I've gone to her place one time since it's all started, and we both wore masks. Do you right. just hang out outside of her house? No, I went in, um, but we both wore masks and kept some distance but mm. she's had to have maintenance workers come over and do stuff and she's had to wear a mask like some, some you can't you got to be exposed to people a little bit yeah but you, this is someone who lives eight miles away but what if you complicate that with living across the country getting on a plane everything that you're exposed to on the plane you now show up at your parents house and right. say hey have everyone's germs the last mm-hmm. time i flew on a plane i got sick yeah yeah and that's just that's just reg getting quote unquote regular sick, right? And being exposed to that, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I've thought about that. Like, when am I going to see my parents again? But, and then the problem comes in because all the people who want to open early are going to prolong this part. Mm-hmm. The I can't go see people and you know resume normalcy because they're prolonging it because people are going to keep getting sick and it's going to make it. It's never going to get, like, the number's never going to get low. They're going to keep spiking. We haven't even seen year two. Year two of the, uh, the Spanish flu was worse. I know. Sequel is always worse. I know. You know? 
And it and the setup for year two was exactly what's happening right now. Right. That's the setup for it. This right. is very bleak. I just hope I get to now. I'm just like, I had a number one album. Saw a couple naked women. <laughs> Maybe I get to play The Last of Us, kiss some pretty women, and like play The Last of Us Part Two. And then Fuck. check on out. <laughs> Was that I the guess. bucket list? Like I kissed a pretty girl. I got a number one album. All I need now is Last of Us, and I'm happy. Yeah. And then maybe I see my parents too, but that's not I'm, so important. And I'm out this motherfucker. But Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm out this motherfucker. Yeah. Oh my god, man. It's it's really it's really sad. Yeah, countdown, you just got to make it to June 19th. That's what you uh, got to do. Juneteenth. Yeah. Uh, you yeah, so go ahead. Small goals. Every month or two have something to look forward to and then well, just like, do that for the next 2 years. Yeah, it's like I've been saying for the past couple since this thing happened, it's just like that's that's kind of been keeping me sane and then and then focusing on the day job is kind of is helpful too yeah uh but it you know you i just want my parents to be safe and every all my friends and stuff you guys you know it's just uh yeah it's hard it's hard you know i i just don't i don't really uh speak on it too much i try to be positive on the podcast and shit yeah but yeah it's it's uh i know I talk about it with my therapist. She has no answers. Yeah. Because there ain't any. Yeah, there aren't now. <laughs> you know, there are no <laughs> answers. She's just she's just a cardboard cut out of a shrug emoji. She's like, <laughs> just, I don't know. Yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? You know. See you next week. Yep. There's no answers. That'll be two. Are you doing video? Like, we do video. video. Yeah. We do video. Therapists Our, have their own uh, platform. Yeah. Because it's secure, more secure than Zoom, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, they have their own platform. We got to wrap yeah. up. It's almost uh, time for this yeah, meeting to end. Let's take okay. it home. All right. We want to thank Chris for coming in. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Always enjoy bringing it to you. We've got nothing going on. You know that. <laughs> so <laughs> just come back on Monday. We'll be here. Someone will be here. Yeah. With y'all. Happy Memorial Day soon, everybody. Yeah. Right. Cookouts. Right. <laughs> Your own little cookout. Your own little <laughs> yep. cookout. Which is what I will be doing. My own little cooker. And then the weather won't get good here at all, so I don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dominic's working on his lawn a lot. Yeah. I talked to him. He's like, oh, man, I got some grass. I'm like, oh, is that where you are now? <laughs> hey, man, socks whatever. sandals, too. Yeah, whatever gets you through. Whatever you got to do. He told, me, he told me he got some black mulch. I was like, Mike B said red mulch is better. And he was like, actually? <laughs> so he knows about mulch? <laughs> He's got mulch facts. <laughs> it's like depends on what what kind of stuff you're planting, you know. I was like, I didn't know that. I I was just fucking with you. Yeah, it's like joke. I don't even give a shit. Just uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks, guys. I guess that's enough. Yeah. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. I'm Chris Lamberth, by failed running back. There you go. Three guys on. We are out. <laughs>